0: Sure.
1: Everybody, Welcome to another installment of Show To Be With Mike G, the show of life, the show of whiskey, Irish whiskey specifically, the show of Ireland, a marketing, education, studying abroad. Today's guest is the brand ambassador of Texas and this particular region for Tullamore Dew, Jennifer Farrell. We have a great chat. I learn a lot about Irish whiskey. I've had a lot of Irish whiskey in my life, but... I don't really know the story of that industry. I don't really know the story of that segment. And I certainly didn't know how trade restrictions imposed by the UK, or so I'm told, really affected the global Irish whiskey industry. Things are a little bit different now. And William Grant Sons has done a great job of building this brand back up, opening the distillery back up and Jennifer shares some of the amazing products that are coming out of the distillery and all I got to say is that Tullamore Dew 12 year is the perfect expression of Irish whiskey at 12 years it's not over oaked it's really light and beautiful so let's sit back and relax and kind of enjoy an Irish whiskey in Ireland history class here with Jennifer Farrell of Tullamore Dew. <laughs>
2: Yeah, so been in I only now. moved to Austin about uh, five months ago, now. That's, yeah, it's nothing. Yeah, around. end okay. of end of January, so I'm still uh, still a newbie here.
1: What it, so from where to Austin? Austin is a great spot, but it seems random if you work in yeah. Ireland.
2: Um, literally no, for me no rhyme or reason. Uh, oh I didn't, really? I didn't choose it, um, but it worked out amazingly. Yeah. Um, I knew that I wanted to kind of work outside of ireland yeah um so when i was looking at jobs i was looking at ones that were focused externally and but
1: about irish things so you're not yeah you're not jumping
2: 100% still keeping my toes in <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> home yeah Yeah.
2: but uh yeah then so obviously applied for the job with tillamardew and uh, when they offered it to me they were like i was like oh well where am i going and yeah Oh, you actually don't find out till you accept.
1: Oh, really? Yeah, that was a condition of so, it.
2: Like you knew, you knew like who there were five spots. Where then, so what
1: else were the contenders besides uh,
2: New York, okay. Chicago, Seattle, Milwaukee, and all? Oh, those are all pretty
1: good. All pretty good oh, spots. You did, yeah. yeah. So
2: I was, uh, and it was it was based on kind of who accepted first, okay. and then after you've accepted, they placed you based on your personality really get along with best your team that's here so so So, is it it fair to say
1: like you have this southern charm to you like what exactly
2: yeah (laughs) so i like i got the i get the call and uh they're like oh you know you're coming over we have your first training week in new york yeah um and there's like this long pause and you're like
1: oh where where am i going
2: next uh and then they're like well you're going to texas
1: so how are you feeling? You know, about that? growing
2: growing up in Ireland, like you know, don't really know much about <laughs> Texas other than you know, cowboys, Just, horses. That's right. Western films, and then yes, like, every cab driver no, asked me the same question, yeah.
1: like, "Oh, is there a lot of cows?" Like, yeah. Why would all it, not all of I, Texas? It's like Hollywood. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 it's Hollywood for sure.
2: Um, but they're like, "No, you're you're going to Austin. That's it's completely different." Yeah. Um, but yeah, it it worked out amazing i don't think i ever expected to love the city as much as i do but what, uh, what part amazing. of town
1: are you living in i'm up kind of
2: like hyde park area oh that's perfect then
1: yeah so much exactly stuff going around drink well is right drink around well right up right yep. up the street yeah.
2: yeah um i love their new their new place Backbeat backbeat's world, brilliant yeah great yeah they have some, some cool bars
1: It, it they yeah. do and it's i mean you come into austin in this at this point where there's a lot of shit going on it's
2: great exactly yeah right so the guy who I took over the job from me, he's actually a good friend from home, and that's, yeah, uh, oh that's, no kidding. Yeah, there's a, it's a funny story how how it all kind of worked out. But uh, when I first got in, he'd been here two years, uh, I remember he he'd be <laughs> driving down the street and he'd be like, "Hey Jen, you know that building? Wasn't there two years ago?" And I'd be like, "All right, relax, bro. You've <laughs> been here two years." <laughs> Talking like some kind of old timer. Yeah, time like or, two years. Yeah. Later. Oh, yeah. You <laughs> but, put in a good two but years. But yeah, apparently it has changed oh, that much.
1: It just grows and grows and grows. Yeah. Know? And I think that that when you talk about what that means for the potential of whiskey, an Irish whiskey. I mean, you have a, there's no ceiling. Exactly. People keep coming in and people keep drinking. Exactly, and that. Those Hence. growth levels are gonna keep going up. Yeah. It's not hopefully, b- hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. fingers crossed. Yeah. Well so tell me about the so you're born and raised in Ireland, is yeah. that fair? So
2: born and raised in a small town on the west coast of Ireland. Yeah. Um I don't know if you, if you know Galway. Just above I Galway, a small place called Sligo. Okay. Um really so, like ultra
1: small town?
2: Yep. Just you're very very small town in Ireland. Yeah. Um Up kind of on the coast in a bit of a seaside town,
1: amazing! Yeah, so that was what's beautiful. Oh, it's beautiful. I always say
2: Ireland is the most beautiful place in the world. If you go on a sunny day, (laughs) (laughs) unfortunately, they're few and far between. That's true. Yeah,
1: (laughs) I mean, even if you like the, I mean, I love So it's so lush, it's so green, it's so vivid, and it's so gray, which for me kind of works. I don't know why, but it's so bright. It's it's home, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a very interesting aesthetic
2: though. yeah it's uh but when you when that sun comes out it's just the most beautiful place in the world yeah just glistens um, all that green absolutely Seriously. yeah
1: no one no wonder people don't leave the island i mean it's totally beautiful it's
2: uh it's good for tourism anyways like we got a lot that's yeah, true a lot of people come visit it
1: so, so what like, kind of things do you so you're growing up it's in the west coast west coast yeah, yeah. And um, any any brothers or sisters
2: yeah, one brother, one sister. Okay. Um, Older, younger? I'm the baby. But, ah. Yeah, the okay. little kid. Yeah. <laughs> so, but we've all ended up traveling. It's yeah, it's that's amazing. New Zealand now. My brother just got back. He worked in Mozambique for the last... Mozambique? Yes. yeah. Really? Yeah. What's he doing in uh, Mozambique? Work. He was, uh, he worked in a titanium mine. He was like a, an engineer. Amazing.
1: Yeah. So we all kind of... I think you'll feel we, landlocked here a little yeah, bit. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, going off in the... And particularly like I'm a an avid sailor as well so oh really? i love being out in the water so it's uh that was kind of one of the weird things to get used to there's no sea around the place
1: you gotta go a bit and it's not the same yeah. kind of sea exactly all, yeah you
2: know? but i mean the lake's pretty cool as well it's good yeah. like, i like i've been out in Lake Travis a couple of times and, and
1: you caught it at a point in which it's like higher than it's been in years. exactly yeah too, which is that's what people keep
2: telling me because i i've been complaining for the last month about the rain like, oh god i thought i left this behind <laughs> thought, and uh
1: <laughs> It just like keeps like tapping like, you on the shoulder yeah. reminding you yeah.
2: keep you like well you know at least the rivers <laughs> the rivers fall i'm like i don't care <laughs> like i haven't seen it any I other turned way my back on <laughs> yeah. this this is why I left. <laughs>
1: people told me it was
2: gonna be sunny here
1: how is sailing in is it, were you was it kayaking was it sailing what exactly kind of
2: at, at home uh yeah yeah sailing sailing sailboats yeah
1: how is it is i thought is the water pretty rough on the coast there uh no it's not too bad bad. it it does
2: i mean where i'm from actually is one has gets one of the randomly enough random fact about where i'm from is like highest surf highest waves in the world in the world or like some of the sorry some of the highest waves. they got like 40 to 60 foot waves are you kidding me yeah just whatever way we're positioned off the atlantic we just get these massive swells every like february
1: did you ever take a surfing I mean, I tried. Um, <laughs> but those monument, like those behemoth <laughs> waves, just crashed you down. Well,
2: I mean, they, you don't get them all the time. They're just kind of, they just kind—they come every now and again. Yeah. But you uh, know, I just—I wasn't very good. <laughs> I'm one of those people. If I'm not good at something,
1: I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> that's, i mean—that's what I would suggest most people that play music do. You're not pretty. You're not really good at it. Just like try something else. Yeah. But that's good. So I commend you for that, because most people still go at it. Yeah. And they still, still try. Suck it. at it for a long, long time. <laughs> What kind of, how, so I, you know, growing up in America is a kind of a different thing. And like, it's kind of monophonic. It's kind of homogenous, like some different cultures as you get to the coast and stuff. But like Texas, kind of Texas. And I grew up in all kinds of places. But like, how is that experience growing up in Ireland? Do you feel at that point, like really connected to the outside world, the larger world? Because I mean, you're close to the Yeah, Europe I stuff, mean,
2: but- as well, like we travel a lot. Yeah. I've always... Like, I love traveling. So, um,
0: so it's in you that bug. Yeah. You. Like,
2: lived in you know, two months in Spain. Really? Uh, six months in Montreal, three oh, months Montreal's in Montreal. York. beautiful too. Yeah. I got it at the worst snowstorm <laughs> in 20 something years. And you I was get there the floods for the winter. Here. <laughs> yeah. I know. You get right? The worst snowstorms in well, Montreal. I have a really bad luck with weather. But, <laughs> it just uh, follows you. Yeah. Montreal was beautiful, but it, it was
1: cold. It's very cold. <laughs> yeah. But that it's wasn't like once adjustment. you get to the spring now. Yeah, oh, man.
2: but there's like, well, there's no spring. That's what I noticed. It was like oh, snowing really? until April. And then it was like a week of kind of like mediocre weather. Yeah. And then it was like 20 plus degrees Celsius. Oh, yeah. It was crazy. I, I guess I like, did
1: go in the summer, but it felt like spring. Yeah. So it was like, oh, well, this is not Anything Texas after weather. Texas, yeah. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. Like everything is just, oh, it's just so arm pity here. Yeah. And did you, were you kind of a, an studious kid? Growing up or were you more concerned of like just wanting to travel and be creative?
2: Um, I did a lot of it through. So I did my, went to Spain. Yeah. In Spanish. Oh, yeah. Through, through school. Uh, went to Montreal. Um, was that about? So was my semester abroad. Oh, no kidding. And okay. funny enough, the, the when I went there, I went over with a guy and a girl who yeah. I never met from, from my college course. And the guy is actually the guy I took over from here.
1: Oh no, shit! Austin, so, so yeah. you met him in in Ireland, or you met him in I Montreal? Met him,
2: well, I mean, we met before we went away, just yeah. like say hi to each other. Hey, what's up? Yeah. Um. But yeah, we ended up in Canada together for six months, and no okay. kidding. It was yeah. It's it's been really random, like
1: that's very random. What were yeah. you even studying in in uh, the uni? Business, business, international
2: business. Yeah. Interesting. They um, sent you
1: over there for a semester yeah. abroad. Yeah. Wow. It was great. It's totally how it works out too. Yeah. What did your folks do in Ireland?
2: Um, so my mom's a nurse. Uh-huh. And then my dad owns his own
1: business. Oh, he's, cool.
2: Uh, he creates the processing lines for food.
1: Oh, really? So produce. he's, he's yeah. he knows about machinery and, and kind of efficiency yeah. and line assembly and all yeah, that. All that fun stuff, yeah. Both of those things, if you think about it, being a brand ambassador is kind of a similar thing, knowing the process, like how do they exactly, make the whiskey, yeah, how do they it. bottle it, right? Yeah, exactly. Do you feel like you're <laughs> kind of like that That kind of interesting balance? Between um.
2: Them? Yeah, it, I think just even from dad owning his own business yeah. and kind of being the face of his business. Tom yeah, and right. And that, I think that has was really helped me.
1: Did you ever kind too. of help him work on stuff when you were younger?
2: Yeah, Yeah, I used to. I worked there for... Summers and stuff like oh, that. Oh, really? Going up, yeah. Did they ever. Receptionist extraordinaire here in the corner. <laughs> extraordinaire. In quotes. That's pretty, I was really, I mean, really good at filing. Uh,
1: <laughs> whatever he would stuff. give you besides like putting <laughs> you in the warehouse, right? Yeah. It's pretty amazing. I mean, it's interesting that it's not ever a surprise that we end up where we end up, you know? Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm doing this thing. Like, oh, my mom did that thing. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's like, oh, my dad did that thing. Yeah. You know? It's just this interesting. That, that we are exactly our parents were exactly our upbringing and all of that yeah. how is it socially like you, so you it's it sounds like a great up again contrasting the states you're traveling a lot you're studying abroad i mean did that lust for other cultures and kind of traveling did that hit you pretty early on um i
2: guess so yeah 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 um you know it was a I I don't know it, it's hard to kind of explain. I just yeah, yeah. it's not something like, oh god, like I need to get like I need to go travelling here now. It's right. just I've always like any opportunity that's kinda of presented itself, I've I've always wanted to. You just to take we're it. open to it. Yeah. Which is um, good. Yeah. Um and I kinda you know, Ireland's a very small market. Is it? Like Even four, for whiskey? It's a like million people, you know what I mean? Why, that's or true. It's like six million people.
1: But I guess if you, I mean, you go to Houston, it's probably twice that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, So it's smaller too, isn't
2: it? To, so I've always, I've always knew like there's no point in kind of, like you always need to get out and experience new things. Yeah. And yeah, I think as well, like everything's more accessible now as well. Yeah, so. true.
1: You feel connected to all areas yeah. more than you did. Do, is there the, do you, being on an island like that, does it feel kind of shut in at times? Does it ever, you ever get that way? Like insulated, um, insular?
2: Maybe, like, in when, when like a home in the country. I mean, I, I moved when I was 18 from yeah. college up to Dublin. And that was a bit more kind of... More metropolitan yeah, stuff, right? exactly. I mean, you know, a city's a city at the end of the day. Yeah, it's true. And yeah.
1: yeah, being surrounded by water. I wish I knew what that felt like. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Well, how did you start... Did you have any background in hospitality or booths just in general?
2: I mean, like, worked in bars and stuff. Yeah. And restaurants when I was younger.
1: Um, Doing like all kinds of positions, like in yeah,
2: of... a, like you know, typical small town yeah bars and restaurants. You kind of wear a lot of different hats. That's right. Did Spencer you enjoy and...
1: whiskey then? I imagine there was a. I was um, actually a vodka girl. Really?
2: When I was yeah,
1: um, was that something? I think it was from... just college, just yeah, like not yeah. not, not really knowing much. Head,
2: of, yeah. Fucking college. <laughs> yeah, I think it was just not really knowing what anything about it. Yeah, well, we all had to start somewhere. Exactly. Yeah, know? and it was not until. I live in New York, um, and again, the guy who I took over from, yeah. was his training week in New York, and I met up with them. And that's um, pre—that's
1: like the pre-training to the gig here, right? Yeah, yeah.
2: and he was he was doing his training session at the same time that I was living there, so I met up with them, mm. and he introduced me to more Doom. Oh, really? He started to me to whiskey and stuff, and I got really into it, and I suppose uh, as well, like the business side of it, and how yeah. big Irish whiskey is, or not how big it is, but how, how fast it's growing. Yeah, it's a like, huge category. Yeah, I mean, it's only of whiskey, like all whiskey sales. Like, yeah. it's only like eight percent, but it's it's the trajectory is growing. Sure, rapidly. like and yeah. even
1: the high premium brands, like when you talk about Middleton and stuff, like yeah. that, people don't even really know what that is. Like Yellow Spot and Green Spot just made its way exactly into the, yeah. the states, and I I'm not sure I've even seen a lot of the the Tom Twelve Year either out.
2: Uh, yeah, it's uh that one's growing a lot. I think. It's yeah, kind of, you're seeing a lot more of it in in bars here.
1: Do you think it's um, when you it's when you the,
2: our most awarded whiskey is it yeah
1: but for
2: bang for buck it's it's
1: how much is it retail
2: I think around
1: their late 30s or 40s really For 12 years? yeah that's well actually here, that's yeah. pretty reasonable
2: very reasonable and I mean as I said it's my my favorite one in the collection yeah so far
1: and it, so would you have so it seems like the right place, the right time. Your mate from college, kind of. Yeah. Did, is that what he ended up doing when he got out of Montreal? Like just going straight uh, to booze? Or no, was we already... went back.
2: We were back in college for a year. Yeah. We finished up. He went and started with would do. I went and did my
1: masters. Would you do uh, your masters in business as marketing? Well? Yeah. Marketing. Yeah. How was that?
2: Experience? Uh, yeah, it was really good. I, I mean, it was tough for sure. Yeah. But um. I enjoyed it. I, you know, I've, I'd i fall more in kind of the data side of things. Like, I like oh really, I like, like, the analytics style, and stuff? like that, yeah. that stuff like that. Um, and then kind of like, because I don't think you can teach creativity in, I don't in think school, so. you know what yeah. I mean? Like, and that's harder to do with marketing. So you feel so like
1: you err you more on the side of the kind of analytical piece rather than the not creative? Not so analytical, but
2: just kind of like the numbers. Like, I like I like everything to be backed up a bit by numbers. You know yeah. Right? So that's what I learned a lot in in, <laughs> Does, in marketing. <laughs> Does it bother
1: uh, you profoundly that the way that Americans talk sometimes are totally not based in numbers whatsoever and they speak in these like massive <laughs> in, generalizations.
2: Sometimes uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like mm, can we bring that back a bit? <laughs> um, You where, can't just say that. Whatever, That's and, not true. It's hard though. To, it's hard with something like whiskey which is such like an emotional yeah product. It's hard to kind of put everything with to back everything up with numbers. Well, like, sometimes true. you gotta go with gut. Sometimes. Well, you have to. I mean, yeah.
1: but booze is art. You know, whiskey specifically is art. So there's this things you can't measure. You, exactly. it's how does it make you feel? Yeah. You know. But there is like, well, how many cases you guys? sell? Yeah. What's the proof? Like, there are some. There's some more like, numbers to yeah. it. You know.
2: It's uh, yeah. It's. I mean, I always like. For me, the academic side of things, like yeah. college and stuff, was just getting a piece of paper. It's really, like getting into the real world—that's what I wanted. Like, get that real. So you
1: knew it was just kind of a means to an end.
2: Yeah, it was just, a like. Did you get, get anything out of it?
1: I mean, because I, I feel kind of the same way about that for me too. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, it—I mean, it definitely helped me get this job. Yeah. Yeah.
1: How long after you had graduated did you get to the job? Three,
2: three months when I like finished, that's and then it. three months when I finished. But I actually didn't graduate until after I'd done the job. Yeah. A
1: bit of a delay. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So you're finishing up a masters in marketing. You started applying around. Any other industries you thought about diving I into? I knew
2: I wanted to go into booze, food, or food or beverages. Yeah. I, for me, it was like these were these two: food and alcohol were two massive kind of products from Ireland that were just growing. Yeah. Externally.
1: What's the biggest food wise? I mean, I think cheddar. I think cheese. I think of dairy. Uh, stuff, yeah, dairy Kerrygold. Yeah, yeah.
2: Butter actually. Oh, the butter. That's Kerrygold right. Butter, yeah necessity in my fridge
0: oh my
1: god the, yeah. <laughs> all of that stuff tastes so different there like yeah. it is night and day from the kind of dribble you can it's, get yeah. in the states in the, the scones uh, oh man those
2: those good cows in ireland yeah you guys, i mean
1: <laughs> you guys really do care about the cows there i think that's good because we don't Man, mean talking about texas too <laughs> again a big striking contrast but you have this interest in food and, and hospitality was there any yeah. other potential things you were gonna take? Um, I worked
2: one? as part of my masters. I worked with um, an FMCG company. What does that to, mean? Do fast moving consumer goods. Oh, so wow. um, Shit. yeah, <laughs> and I worked on fabric <laughs> care for six fabric care? months. Yeah, what is that? So laundry detergent, fabric oh, conditioner. Oh, Okay. So I knew I did not want to go into anything Might like that. Might smell good. Yeah, <laughs> I had ends. to sit in an aisle, a laundry aisle, for ten weeks, just watching people. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Taking, wow. doing consumer observations, talking to people, doing focus groups for two hours on on their laundry. Oh curtains. man, do people want to so talk to you? You will be surprised, like <laughs> about their laundry, how much you can get out of people. <laughs> But, God, I knew I knew I had to go into something that there was, like, an emotional attachment to that yeah. I couldn't go into, like, a low kind of... Just yeah, just, like, lowest state. common yeah.
1: denominator kind of thing. Yeah. But now, that was still in Ireland, right? Uh, yeah, that yeah. was in Ireland, yeah. So, fast-moving commercial goods? Is yeah, consumer goods, yeah. Shit. I don't even know if I knew that acronym. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, that, was, that was an awful... It thing. seems like a big, like, <laughs> crossing your fingers, like, I really... really yeah, I was like, it.
2: yeah, no... Not that. Well, that's <laughs> no. good. So then, yeah. you know, you're not. So then, I, I just knew I needed something that there was like a bit. You could get like a bit, bit of passion involved in this yeah. and stuff. And yeah, like what better one than whiskey? Yeah, you know? it's something drug. that's so associated with Ireland. Yeah, uh, it's something that's growing. Something that you can like actually be passionate about. And yeah, like get really
1: into. Um. So yeah. So then I, I had, well. So when you when you talk about like. That first couple of experiences with whiskey in general, I mean, you have some options now, right? Especially if you're yeah. in New York, you see when you're getting introduced to it. Actually, this probably would have been before because you had, had the gig already. But, like, you got bourbon, you got scotch, you got Japanese whiskey, you have Irish whiskey. So, was it – did you delve into all of the other types or was it – No, first? I didn't
2: knew- I was very, I wanted Irish because that's <laughs> Nationality. where I could pimp out my accent. Though. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it's like you're yeah. not from Kentucky, are you?
1: <laughs>
2: that's what I say. I just, uh, that's what I tell people when I'm doing tastings. I'm like, oh, if you haven't noticed, I'm Irish. Um, I am here just <laughs> to make this seem noticed. a bit more authentic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a perfect match for the brand, yeah. you know? Exactly. Yeah. And it, it works. It, it definitely does work. I mean, you can't fault them for hiring someone that through and through is Irish.
2: Yeah, well, we're hired through Ireland as well, anyways. So That's so true. Yeah, good point. Yeah,
1: because most of the people I know that work for Tullamore do it's a little bit more extended out, and they're kind of in the states. But you work directly with the distillery, and yeah. so yeah, you go we got there a bunch, I guess.
2: We yeah, we like we had a a week training down until the in the distillery. Yeah, every day going through that process, find the the nitty gritty, the ins and outs of it, Man. tasting. Everything from fresh just out of the out of the stills. Yeah, yeah. Um, New make, is that what you guys call it? Yeah. Yeah, because so there's like different just, names for it. But. Yeah. Um, so just everything from that to, just like, seeing how it's blended. And and that was so fascinating. Like yeah. it was I remember the first day, that, the first day we went in and we did the distillery tour and we all left and we were like, God, <laughs> we expected to know all this. And they're like, relax okay you're gonna Once hear this a, bit a time, million right? more yeah. times this week like you'll get it
1: did you like get that first couple of times you're like i don't this is so much it just
2: it was like information overload yeah there was just so much behind it and how did
1: how did it start making sense to you
2: i think just repetition and yeah. just getting like hearing it different ways and mm. seeing it versus kind of reading about it and different kind of presentations of it.
1: The smell, too. That's something a lot of people yeah. don't realize is so connected with the, knowing and how yeah. things are made.
2: So for me, like, the, the best thing we did was for actually learning the notes and, so, like, getting a good sense of what mm-hmm. the flavor palette and stuff was uh, when we literally took, this is, this is malt, this is pasta, yeah. this is grain, this is what they smell like individually. We'll just try and mix them up a bit. And we, like, mix them up ourselves and yeah. see how they interact. And that was... That was a really cool thing to do, and, sure. like, it, everything kind of clicked from that moment. I was like, okay, well, this is where I'm getting this note from here.
1: Yeah, and you'll never forget it. Yeah. it's, like, ingrained, no pun intended, but it's ingrained yeah. into your memory, you know? And that's the interesting thing about Irish whiskey is that, you know, we were talking about this before, but how do you feel about, and, and not Jameson as a brand, but how do you feel about it as having kind of paved a little bit of the space? In I the mean, I
2: always, I always say I'm um, wrong or right, I don't know. Yeah. but without Jameson, there'd be no. There wouldn't Irish be whiskey. no category. Really. Yeah, they they kept the category alive, when it was very very weak.
1: Everybody with beards and tattoos drinks it in Austin, mind you. Yeah,
2: I mean we're <laughs> we're becoming bigger. Yeah, here. well I we're mean growing, with, with flavor uh, yeah, like it's, this too. I mean it's it held up the category and it's it is the reason that there is Irish whiskey. So yeah, like I think it's pretty good. Yeah. And so
1: when did kind of give me a little bit of history about Tullamore you? How long has it been operating as a distillery, roughly? roughly. So,
2: 1892. Uh, wow.
1: That long? 1829. 1829, yeah. okay. Um, Jeez, that's a hell
2: of a long time. Yeah. It was uh, started by a man called Daniel E. Williams. Okay. Where the dew and the bottle comes from oh i see
1: yeah. do people realize that i don't know nobody
2: that's amazing. until i tell them yeah daniel e williams <laughs> daniel oh, e. Okay. Williams, yeah.
1: because you think like morning dew and it's like oh well maybe they that's just it, spell yeah. it different you know so
2: like when he started it it was dw like all lower capitals oh, okay and okay. then we we changed when we got taken over in 2010 they uh-huh. redesigned product and stuff and the bottles and they change it to d capital e capital w to oh. actually simulate daniel e williams yeah that's but it amazing. was originally kind of more about
1: the, the what happens the, in the. i mean morning, it was like,
2: like yeah he it was for him but yeah. it was also about he didn't want it to symbolize his name as that's much. amazing yeah. wow so yeah he started working distillery at uh in more at
1: 14 he was 14
2: yeah when he started working at jesus and then by the age of twenty five, he uh, worked his way up, hard work, all that stuff, yeah. and took over at twenty five.
1: So he owned it, or he was like master distiller, he, or
2: no? He uh, he became manager and then he bought it through bought it out from the wow. management. Yeah. Was
1: it like kind of a a very local brand at that point, like kind of before he stepped in? I mean,
2: back in back in the day in Ireland, it was like it was it wasn't uncommon that every town would have or every city. Yeah, would have, yeah. Uh, county would have their own like their own distillery really yeah it was that you guys so there's, needed 30, whiskey there's that 32 much? counties in ireland i think there was and uh, this number could be wrong but no sure it was 72 i think there were 72 distilleries that's a day. that's
1: insane yeah that's so is it i guess obviously the, the coding and the licensing has got to be a different thing back then too yeah well it, yeah of course it's of course. more just like we got our we got our self a distiller He's the one that makes the booze for these pubs. It's kind of just really hyper local, right? Yeah. At that point, that's interesting. Um,
2: I mean, back in the day is well, like at the same time, Irish whiskey was the number one whiskey in the world. We yeah. used to have uh, sixty five percent of the market share for globally. Wh- globally, holy shit! Are you kidding me?
1: We're we talking yeah.
0: the eighties or nineties
1: or
2: eight uh, like up until kind of the eighteen thirties. Wow, I didn't uh, realize it was such then, a massive thing. Yeah, I mean it. Came, it, it originates in Ireland. A mm-hmm. um, couple of things happened. Um, the starting with uh, back in in Cork in the south of Ireland, there was a priest called Father Matthew Temperance. Okay, oh shit, and, Temperance. Uh, That's not, that doesn't sound.
1: It <laughs> <laughs> doesn't sound good he, at all. Yeah, uh,
2: he kind of came up with this idea that alcohol was a bit of a sin. They write about it all over the
1: place to, in the to Bible. To be fair,
2: if you look at 6th Street on a Saturday night, you <laughs> might you
1: might have a point. <laughs> it's very but, true. But uh,
2: yeah, he, he convinced uh, loads of people in Ireland to switch to become pioneers, to give up drinking altogether. So 2 million out of the 8 million people really? became teetotalers, Clean. Clean, yeah. Gave up alcohol. Jesus. So that was kind of the first thing that kind of really... Uh, as a, as a
1: yeah, well, how did that change the fabric of society in Ireland when people aren't drinking anymore? Yeah, that's how they put up with things sometimes. Exactly. Then as well, there was um,
2: people started moving to we we use pot mostly in Ireland. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah, And then there was a move over to the Kofi. Oh, the Kofi, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, um, but the the guy who invented it, uh, was a tax man. Was he really? Yeah. So the distillers didn't really. Uh, didn't really like him too much. So they kind of stood away from taking on that. and uh, They kind of felt that their way of doing it, the pot still traditional yeah, yeah. Uh, method, was, was better. So they never... It took them a very long time to move over to... Uh, to
1: that makes a lot of to, sense. To the column stills. It was a matter of keeping tradition. Yeah. And the guy was a taxman. And man. the guy was a taxman. Holy yeah. shit, this is great. I mean, this is amazing history lesson. Yeah. I didn't realize so it. So
2: then uh, 1920s. We got into a little bit of a tiff with our neighbors, England.
1: Um, I heard about something. Yeah,
2: there. they they kind of <laughs> wanted to keep us as a country. We wanted to be a bit independent. Yeah. Uh,
1: there what was, do they think? There they was are? a tiny
2: little war fought, <laughs> and yeah, so
1: I guess we shouldn't be <laughs> laughing. It wasn't. There? there were a lot of, know, a lot yeah. of casualties, but <laughs>
2: um, so when we got our independence from England, one of the one of the stipulations was that they put a trade uh, trade barrier on us uh, exporting any um, product to, like, not just Britain, right. like England, England, Scotland, Wales, but also to yeah. Canada, India, they can, so anywhere in the Commonwealth we they weren't gave, allowed to trade to. Are you kidding me? How can they do that if you've gained because, your independence? Because they still have control over the Commonwealth.
1: They're so, like, we're breaking up. And it's cool. Go ahead and date. <laughs> you can't hang out with my friends anymore. Exactly.
2: Pretty oh much. My God. Yeah.
1: That is ridiculous. I didn't realize that. Yeah. So in the How final, long did that last?
2: Uh, I'm not actually sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I mean, I should know this. No, no, I don't. <laughs> From just Irish history in general. Yeah. Uh, I think, like, uh, I'm, I'm not even going to give a number.
1: Yeah. yeah. Think, uh, but is it so well. more than a couple years? Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: Okay. Uh, and then the final kind of nail in the coffin was. That pesky prohibition. God, when you guys stop worst. drinking really, really kind of... We always you know?
1: go against our best interest in the <laughs> States. Like, I don't know if you've noticed that, but everybody votes yeah. against their best interest here. Well, so I want to recap that then. Okay, so, so you've got the temperance, because that word to me, temperance, I didn't realize the temperance it was... Movement, yeah. yeah, the temperance. I always thought it was just, that well, was an adjective to describe people that... Um,
2: were, well, there's, a, there's a, this kind of theory that when the priest... Father Matthew's Empress, when he got really big in Ireland. Yeah. Um, he went over to America, and uh, he it was. it's it said that he actually kind of put in the seeds. Oh, no. To Prohibition. It's yeah. his fault, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> in- indirectly. Allegedly, allegedly. Yeah, this no, is, I believe that. This is the
1: rumor, yeah. Um, no shit. So he ruined two economies. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> All in the name of something. So I don't know between what. between
2: 1830s to... Yeah. And nineteen thirties for those hundred years, Irish whiskey sales Just dropped planted. from sixty five percent to one percent.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well it's gotta like you basically take away a main revenue stream for a whole country. Yeah. What were those some really dark times economically for Ireland? I can't imagine. Yeah,
2: it. I mean that whole war thing again really didn't oh, help that's either. Right. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, they're just layering it on.
2: Yeah, well, it wasn't a great time in Ireland.
1: <laughs> Up until the swing in sixties we were pretty uh <laughs> It's pretty downtrodden. It yeah. kind of like, Shit. Well, so that these things happen, there's some economic peace, there's some war, England's being a bitch about stuff. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm British, you know, I'm English, like going back, so I'll I will I'll I'll say this and not feel bad about it. <laughs> but prohibition passes. We're drinking again in the States. At what point does this kind of revitalize whiskey production? And I don't know, how well, long does it take? at
2: this stage, I mean, bourbon's become so big. Yeah, Scotch has become so big. Irish whiskey's kind of forgotten a bit, a bit. Really? Um, of the, I mean, distilleries that were open at the time, only two survived. 72, 72 to 2. 72 to 2, yeah.
1: Holy crap. Was Again,
2: the number is... No, that's yeah. fine,
1: but that's still a massive... Ch- I mean, it's... Yeah. A it's depression, still, you know. Yeah,
2: so the only one's... Uh, Bushmills up in the north, the Protestant whiskey, <laughs> 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 something like that, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Jameson, obviously, yeah Jane and Cork, the Middleton Distillery. Yeah, wow. So that's it. That's all that survived.
1: That's incredible.
2: Yeah. So how did so in yeah, 1954, did, uh, four, I think it was. Um, we actually had to close the gates of the distillery in Tullamore. Oh man. So we kept the brand alive. Um, we bought in our whiskey. So we. Where were you getting it from? You know. From Bushmills and James. From Bushmills, oh. yeah, just which red. which isn't uncommon in Ireland. Um, yeah, I said uh, Irish whiskey. I always say is a bit bread. We all kind of switch and swatch. I hear that about together. the Irish
1: too. In hey, no <laughs> offense. I'm just saying. My ginger friends, my ginger <laughs> British friend said, you know, I've got this because of inbreeding. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, well, this red hair. That's about genetic mutation. <laughs> like, oh shit! We're t- I don't know. I knew talk that. I you, knew you, those though. gingers right <laughs> now. I don't Thank know you. this. I just love this. <laughs> how he speaks so wildly in general terms. But so you're saying, fifty four. You guys have to close.
2: Yeah, so we gate. closed the gates of um, the distillery, and yeah, we're lucky. We we keep the brand alive. It's yeah. struggling, but it's still alive.
1: Just um, by like doing. Uh, the, you have your own label, but you're not making whiskey anymore. Yeah, right? we're bottling it ourselves. Oh, okay, we're buying
2: okay. in from James. Yeah, from the other yeah. team. So our malt coming in from north, yeah. our grain, our pot stills coming from uh, down in Cork. Interesting. Yeah, which is uh, yeah, it was whatever. It dark, was times, dark times, yeah. yeah.
1: So how did things, what was the upswing? So like, then, because it's live and kicking now. Yeah, um, we, uh, I, all
2: Irish whiskey, um, as a whole, we, uh, Tullamore Dew was you know, alive and brand, we had mm. Bushmills Jameson, um, and obviously through through Jameson, we had Paddy Powers, Yeah, yeah. Um, Middleton, so they all came together, um, to kind of this united force. Yeah. To um become Irish distillers. Interesting. Yes. So, so a
1: conglomerate, I guess. Yeah. Is that kind of the right word? Yeah. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Um, so you Irish distillers, better known today as, Pernod Ricard. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, was bought over, um. Later on, yeah, <laughs> yeah, future. yeah. Um, but so then, I think it was the seventies. We <coughs> sorry. Oh, we sorry. were bought over by uh a company called C and C. Okay, so have you they? ever heard of Magners or Bulmers cider? Oh yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So they own that. They own them as well. Oh okay. Um,
1: later on. Is 70s looking better for Irish whiskey? Uh,
2: We're starting to get a little bit more traction. Yeah. Um, Has
1: that ban been lifted? The Brits finally kind yeah, of laying yeah. off? Okay. Yeah.
2: I think it was the, f- the 50s. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. That's still a long time. Yeah. A couple decades. It was
2: either the 30s or the 50s. Yeah. But I don't either know. Either way.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, only 20 years that <laughs> I don't... In only history, 20 it's fine. years yeah. I kind of yeah. count for...
0: <laughs> well, we weren't alive so we can
1: say that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No big deal.
2: <laughs> but, yeah, we... Whatever over to c um, company called uh, Cooley mm-hmm. opened up. Uh, you might know Kilbagan, um, Teelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they opened up their distillery. Oh, wow. Yeah. It, where did they open that up? It's uh, the Kilbagan, it's mid, mid-Ireland somewhere. Okay, yeah. okay. Kilbagan one is just up the road from Tullamore. Oh, very cool. Yeah.
1: Um, so things seem like...
2: But Cooley, I think Cooley's in like Dundalk area.
1: I mean, I guess I wouldn't yeah. know it different either. I just think for posterity's sake, I'm going to ask you. <laughs> stuff. It's like, I'll make a map of it eventually. Yeah. I'm sure of it. We'll, but it, but we'll get good. it at
2: Color and pencil <laughs> later on <in> the first <laughs> sketch. Make sure we can erase it, too. Like, <laughs> I have to kind of correct it. But,
1: so good. It seems like this yeah, so momentum so is rebuilding for us. There's a bit
2: of momentum. So then, in I suppose, what really took off for us was 2010. We were bought over by William Grant and Sons. Oh. Okay. So, you know, them from... Amphitrite, Balveni, yeah. Hendrick, Milagro, yeah, yeah Milagro, mm-hmm. big players in the in great the stuff alcohol. too. Yeah. Good, really good quality stuff. Um, and we, like, we don't, we don't have a massive selection. Like no, massive but it's the right but stuff. But what we have is really, really good. So yeah, it
1: might take. They
2: wanted an Irish whiskey. Yeah, they uh, so they purchased Tullamore Dew. Amazing. And they invested a lot into. They they really wanted to make it what it is. Yeah, uh, I suppose. Really rebuild it. Right, right. So, yeah, they they decided to invest $35 million into a state-of-the-art facility. Wow.
1: Um, and and had bring distilling so back to Tullamore. So this is just as early as 2010 where they started yeah. in production again?
2: Really? Well, no, not even. The distillery the didn't open until 2014.
1: So it had been closed for basically yeah. 50 shit that's 60 years 60
2: Years, yeah and oh. he, like it wasn't the when they did a land survey so we had our bottling plant down in Clonmel. yeah and we they looked at two sites of land one in Clonmel which is better roads better land mm. or this essentially a bog site a bog <laughs> in tullamore where the land was sinking oh geez. there was no roads Half Don't the people have been missing because they sunk in some kind of <laughs> moor somewhere. Right? There's like the I think they didn't even have a, like it was an, pretty much the the worst site yeah. for building an distillery. But the owner of the the president of William Grant's Sons, he said he was like, no, let's bring it back to Tullamore. Let's wow, it's where it should be. Yeah, um, it's it's hard. Yeah, um, so yeah, they they invested it and think they had to play summer like I can't remember the numbers yeah yeah but, uh, but a lot of money ridiculous amount of concrete just to so it would stand that's They'd, incredible like, bring electricity out from the town yeah re-bring re- some water out there everything like, Um.
1: so it was a passion project it, it, was, it had yeah. to have been yeah because you're trying to revitalize what once was there what once existed you know exactly it's kind of a romantic thing though the exactly yeah
2: I that. mean it makes sense it's sure Tullamore do it should be in the town of Tullamore. yeah absolutely um,
1: but it's a fabulous distillery. How did the town feel about them it They loved it. You loved it. You know what? The people
2: in Tullamore are so proud of Tullamore. Yeah. Do you go into every pub in the town and they have every single mark. That's amazing. Yeah, they're they're really 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 proud of it. That's great. Um, and the, when we go into th-
1: in, they're the nicest people in the world. I Man, I love Ireland. So yeah. beautiful. Everybody is nice, and they're, they're just like they're way better looking than me. Like everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if yeah, I mean, thought that was... It was uh... like, well, where I went, I mean, it was like, yeah. I still don't stand a chance here. What the hell's is going on? Well, so let's talk about... We, you've brought a couple of bottles, but we're sipping on the 12-year here, which is a 40% ABV, incredibly reminiscent of everything you love about Irish whiskey, at least that I love, which is grain, but light and kind of floral grain taste yeah. instead of that smokiness. How, what was kind of the thought be- behind doing the 12-year?
2: Um... What, me bringing it uh,
1: <laughs> so what did you guys look to to bring to the category with? so the I form? think
2: um, a lot of what a lot of people in whiskey are doing there's kind of there's two roads you can go down with, yeah. with your higher marks you know an age statement or finishing which is kind of growing right, right. now more and more popular so with 12 year we kind of want both yeah. we wanted a nice high mark um, 12 years that means 12 years is, so minimal amount of whiskey in that bottle is 12 years right the could be older broth. could but, be yeah. older so probably ranging between 12 and 15 years sure. depending on whether when our master distiller says it's, it's good to go right. and then we also wanted to play with uh, finishing as well so it's been finished in sherry casks Man. so you'll notice that you get a lot of kind of red wine notes coming off on it mm-hmm. it's a lot more oaky than the original um, that's just because it's been sitting in that, in those casks for so long. You just get hour. a little
1: bit of in it. So this is the thing that I love about sherry finishings, is you the salt is implicit, but it salt when you put it on food, you put it on chocolate, you put it on bitter things, it just punches all the flavor through. And that's the great thing about sherry. Yeah. You know. And this is a really lovely, it's just a lovely whiskey. What kind of barrels do you guys use typically? So we
2: use um, three types of barrels. Oh. Okay. I always laugh at this because. There's this joke that pe- people from Ireland can't say the word tree, which is <laughs> <laughs> uh, ironic <I> <laughs> considering everything about Tullamore Dew is in trees. Yeah, <laughs> Triple blend, triple distilled, triple cask. <laughs> Petro? See, I was like, oh, um, I get it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we use three different types of barrels. Ex-bourbon, Bur- okay, ex-sherry, okay, and ex-Irish. Oh, so, interesting. Yeah, so our bourbons, American oak, so sweeter. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to get those kind of. Caramel's vanilla notes coming yeah. through from the bourbon as well. Um, heavily charred. And then sherry coming from France, I think. Okay. Uh, and there, you know, you got European oak. I, I think it's a little bit
1: a little fruitier as well. Yeah. Um, got a lot more fruity notes coming through on it. I mean, it's just so damn satisfying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in terms of a complete sip. Like we were talking about it and I had someone tell me in a bar in Ireland that I was drinking. I just drink stuff to because... It's just how I'm used to drinking bourbon. Mm. It's like, you got to put a little bit of water in it. Yeah. Like, and I'm like,
2: well, do I? All right, yeah. I'll, I'll do it. Absolutely. I always what do you, say what that, do you think about it? I that? always say, you know, um, some people are like, oh, you know, you can't ruin your whiskey. Yeah. But actually, water helps bring out flavors. Sure. So if you put a little bit of water, like, into your... Alcohol can cling on to flavors a bit. So if you put a little bit of water into yeah. it, open it up. And I always give the metaphor of, you know, if you're walking through a forest mm. and it starts to rain, I'll, after oh, the okay. rain, you get all these really strong floral notes coming through. Yeah, everything yeah. smells so much better because water can actually help bring out flavors. A bit. Absolutely, well, our Rich master distiller. things a
1: suspension and that whole yeah. thing, you know.
2: Our master distiller, he he drinks a twenty percent ABV. Does he really? Yeah. Wow. He waters he waters it in because that's when you can really get the flavors coming through.
1: That's interesting.
2: Yeah, but yeah. I mean, you have of course there's going to be people who are like, oh, I never put water in my. Yeah, business.
1: it's an intru- it's Like some people are are just very very opposed to putting water in it. I don't I mean in my opinion at 40 ABV perfect ABV, very sippable. Like I, I don't know what water it might bring more flavors out, but like I love the flavor mm. as it is. And maybe that's the American well, palate too, you know. Yeah. I mean, you... we're we're more abrasive, you know that? <laughs> <laughs> we're absolutely more abrasive, you know. You know that you know that concept of straight whiskey that you have in bourbon, like where you just have you, there's no coloring. Yep. And is there a similar term for Irish whiskey?
2: Um I suppose the closest thing we ever had was I guess, putching. Okay. Yeah. Um it was made from made from potatoes. Oh, I see, uh, I see. Yeah, but that whole thing of like no you're not putting it into cast. So yeah. You're drinking it straight. It's rough. Right, I imagine it's very rough. Can imagine, but uh Man. yeah. Well, so there is that's the
1: Is that the kind of the closest thing? Yeah. Think,
2: yeah. Because when it comes off the stills, I mean, that's 80 proof.
1: Yeah. Oh really? Oh, because it's yeah. a pot still. That's right. Yeah. So you guys probably don't have to manipulate it very much out of the barrel anyhow, right? Maybe a little bit of water, but that's yeah. Quite it, about yeah, it, it gets uh, it
2: gets studied a bit. Yeah. So it's 12. A,
1: yeah. A Twelve. I mean, how is it that very is it very? How are those rickhouses? Are they pretty humid? Are they pretty? Because the weather is so beautifully even tempered. And yeah, and really I mean,
2: we don't get anything like bourbon, does dozen terms of angel's yeah. hair. Ours is like two percent. Oh my gosh! That's yeah. Amazing. Yeah. It's uh, it's not half as bad as yeah. It.
1: it probably tastes that way, kind of very true. Barrels because you have the evaporation and all the stuff in the states again, like you get a flavor that's transformed. But this feels like it's probably just lightly supported by the barrel and that that distillate. No, is, so.
2: it's a bit uh. 70% of the flavor comes from the bar. Oh, you think so? Oh, shit, okay. Yeah. So it is about...
1: It's about yeah, the from the
2: casking and stuff. And, Crazy.
1: Yeah. It's just so different, just the grains and everything, the way they come across. Yeah,
2: so as I said, we use three types of grains. Yeah. Um, grain, which you'll know from your bourbons. Mm-hmm. Uh, from corner maize. Yeah. Um, gives a very kind of vanilla notes coming through in it, Um, kind of caramels. Yeah, yeah. Then your malt, um, you know, from your single malt scotches. Right. More fruity notes. Um, in the original, for me, it resonates as like a, a green apple. Yeah. Whereas with the 12, which we're drinking at the moment, for me, I got like a dried fruit note yeah. coming off in it a lot more.
1: Very, It's like it's a mature taste. Yeah. Not because it's old, but just because of the way that it tastes. A little, yeah. bit, a little it's, more it's depth. Yeah, theory. I say it's like dried fruit. Yeah. I always
2: say when I talk about the 12, it's like uh, you think called Christmas cake. Yeah. Like oil cake. Oh, is, man, you know, over here. That's what I kind of think about when I think of it. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And then finally, we have uh, pots of whiskey which is something which is that that's one. so traditional to Ireland. Yeah. Um, you don't find anywhere else in the world. Not to be confused with the, I, a pot still. Yeah, we yeah, just yeah. got lazy with naming things. <laughs> so um, So there's a bit of a history lesson behind the pot still whiskey.
1: Because they're against the tax man.
2: Is that what it Literal, comes back to? Because well, that it, would be
1: nice to say like, well, yes, it's just because they did It actually is. Yeah. But a
2: di- different tax man. So as I said, back in the day, we used to have 65% Whiskey sales globally or yeah, something yeah. along those lines. Um, and obviously, we were owned by England at the time. Mm. They decided, well, you know what? We, we want a little bit of something off that as well. Oh, man. So they put a uh, tax on our malting process. On the process? So, yes, yeah, so the process of taking barley from the field and tricking it into growing again yeah. So, so to, and malting it. Yeah, right. They put a tax on that. So the Irish, you can call them clever. You can call them cheap. That's okay. the way you want to look at it. They decided to go 50% malted barley and 50% unmalted barley, and they mixed them together. Oh, okay. And what they got was a whiskey that's really smooth, yeah, really creamy, very full-bodied, but gave you a little bit of a spice at the back of your throat. So mm-hmm. we've had a red breast, green spot, yeah, yeah, yellow yeah. spot. They're all pure pot still whiskeys, so they're really creamy, really smooth. So in the, we have, in the 12-year... You've actually a higher percentage of pot in this than in the original, so you get it. it's gonna be really, really smooth, really creamy. Yeah,
1: oh, it's absolutely wide and it's very, yeah. very, very delicious.
2: Very, very friendly. Yeah, um, totally. I is. say this is this is my favorite one of the of the three that I brought with me. We well, get you in trouble too, but uh, yeah, because it's so easy because you just easy. keep your, yeah. your hand just yeah. keeps going to yeah, it. Yeah. You know, it just keeps filling it's up. Like, oh wait, my glass is empty. Yeah, so how did that happens? happen?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you've also brought so we have the twelve year which we're sipping now is a wonderful pot still whiskey. Yeah finishing sherry cast there's also this phoenix version seems like something that was an interesting experiment it's well, to delve into that
2: so we do phoenix again this is a uh, first thing I, I like to tell people off the bat is it's 110 proof amazing so 55 percent abb yeah um, but again there's a big story behind the phoenix um and, w- and why we created it um so a lot of people don't know this but the first ever recorded aviation disaster happened in the fair town of tullamore really bang in the center of ireland yeah so
1: commercial airliner kind of thing
2: uh no it was back uh back i think 1700s 1800s okay um
1: right.
2: and it was the earl of tullamore okay it was his son's 21st birthday so as a present he uh he got him a hot air balloon so the story goes, anyways, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm a little bit confused at how they got a hot yeah. air balloon into the center of Ireland in the <laughs> 1700s, but shoot, this is how the story goes. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, they did not take into account the crosswinds at the time. Oh, jeez. Yeah, so when the hot air balloon went up, kind of swung a swung left and hit into Church Gable. Oh, no. And engulfed the whole town in flames. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Or, well, half the town, anyways. Yeah. Yeah, so the bad It's hat. not exactly. It's not exactly a fun story. No, but still, that's. that's <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, so as the story goes, the people of Tullamore came together, rebuilt the town to kind of its former glory, even better yeah. than that, um, and everything was great again. So they adopted the symbol of the phoenix rising from the rising ashes, from the ashes so. as the town symbol. So if you walk down the streets in Tullamore, as I'm sure you're going to, because you're going. I have to, yeah, <laughs> I have to. Yeah. But uh, over the lamppost, there's symbols of phoenixes really yeah so as i said Tillamore we went through a bit of a rocky stage we had to close our yeah distillery uh in 54 mm-hmm. um so then when we launched our oh, new distillery fourteen, <laughs> we wanted to symbolize that with something kind of special
1: rising from the ashes rising from higher yeah. glory That's exactly so yeah. we
2: launched a phoenix um a bit of a kick to it like, yeah like our story um, but it's actually for 110 proof. Pretty. Easy. You're gonna expect a m- big heat off it, but it's very smooth. Amazing. Yeah, it's for me. It's definitely one of the most unique whiskies I've ever had, and the reason for that is that there's kind of two different flavor profiles happening in your one sip. So mm. when you drink it first, it's really full bodied, really rich, and then there's like this flip. a Point of evaporation. Oh, of okay. Tongue. Yeah, yeah. And you get, like, these bursts of, like, butternut scotch, caramel, toffees kind of run down the back of your throat. So,
1: it's really, really unique. Amazing. Yeah. When did this come out?
2: This is limited edition. So, it came out in 2014. Okay. And small batch. So, we're actually in our last year of it. Oh, really? Yeah. We have a new whiskey coming out. We've already sold out of it in in Austin. How did you... It came in in May. What Uh, was it? So, it came in March, and we sold out in two weeks. That's amazing. It was the Tullamardoo Trilogy.
1: Okay. So... Threes again or trees, trees again? Trees yeah. again, yeah.
2: yeah. Parrot tree. Um, <laughs> so it was a fifteen-year. Okay. Yeah, fifteen-year. Um, similar build up to the twelve. Yeah. But then finished in Trinidadian rum castle. Oh, jeez. Wow. Yeah.
1: Is it? Does it give it you that molasses was, and kind of? It was amazing. It's, oh wow!
2: It's the greatest we've ever. I think the greatest product we've ever had. it's amazing. Um. And yeah, just, it's, it's already like, gone. It's done. Yeah, it's, It was e- easy sell. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, but it was like I always have said it. It was like rum ice cream, because mm. it was just so smooth, so creamy, on on your palate at mm-hmm. first, and then you get these bursts of rum, and it was just it was amazing.
1: Really makes me want some ice cream, actually. Yeah. Thinking well, even drinking this, because there's this there is a very like kind of a dessert quality to it. Yeah. You know, more. Of I a I coffee. actually say
2: sometimes I get like a chocolate kind of notes coming totally through on yeah.
1: this. That's so. I mean, again, it's so unique and. It's so unctuous and it's delicious. That's the thing that's interesting because bourbon sometimes is not delicious, but pretty much every Irish whiskey that's a true Irish whiskey that I've had, now this twelve is, is exemplary. But like, they're all really fucking tasty. Yeah,
2: that's. You, know? um, you think Irish whiskey is something that they've put a lot of work in to it in the last kind of, kind of hundred years or so yeah. to really protect what is Irish whiskey. And how it's made. Right. Um. There's a council in Ireland that just monitor to protect it. To protect, kind of. I suppose the sanctity. For yeah. A better oh yeah. You know, no, that's it's right. Whiskey.
1: Do you think it? I think that it. It's like the people themselves. Accessible, um, friendly. I mean, do you? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes, like in ter- yeah. in terms of like the, the kind of its approachability. But yeah, you still have to spend time with it. But there, it's instantly familiar and friendly and open and and it's a. I think that's what great space yeah, I, I never
2: really thought about that before. but yeah, You have a point there. Maybe. Yeah.
1: Maybe you guys are nice. I don't or know. Or else maybe that's a marketing
2: campaign that we really can look into <laughs> in the future.
1: <laughs> well, luckily, everything that I'm saying is open source. So you, <laughs> just, you guys use what you want to use. Because it's, I mean, what you guys are putting out is very wonderful. And I can't wait after we kind of wrap. I'd love to try that 14. And then we can try the Phoenix absolutely, for sure. Yeah. This 12 is just, man, it's absolutely lovely. So what, you know, we'll end on this note. What can you do or what do you want to do to get people to drink more Irish whiskey? Um,
2: you know what? I think it's just about trial. Yeah. I think it's just getting the word out about Irish like, People don't know much about it. Yeah. They said it's only 8% of the market share globally. That's right, yeah. You know, it's it's, even greater than it gin. It's small. People, people think Irish whiskey, they think Jameson. Yeah. I mean, and there's a reason for that. Jameson are a killer at what they do. Sure. Um. And they did very well yeah. over the last couple of years, but I think it's, it's a category that's growing at a rapid pace. Um, I think someone said there's to me there's thirty two new distilleries planned for Ireland in the next that's incredible five years. Wow, we're set to like double growth in the next ten years and double it again. Yeah. ten years after that. So, I think people are going to become more aware of it. Anyways, just yeah. from the volume that's going to start coming out of it, um, and obviously they won't be
1: able to avoid it at that yeah, point. Exactly, right? Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. So and then it's just about trial. It's yeah. about sampling it. As I've I told you earlier on, like for me, I think Irish whiskey's great because it's kind of that that halfway point between bourbon and Scotch. Yeah, you know. So it's not polarizing. It's really. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're not. You don't need to be one or the other. Yeah. You can just simply enjoy it.
1: Well, it's good, and I, I'm glad to see you're in Austin. And how did the drink wall? F- Seminar go pretty good. Oh, backbeat, yeah. We we oh, you at was at backbeat, that backbeat. Okay, okay. Yeah,
2: it was really, really good. Um, you know, Jessica Sanders, she does, she does oh, a wonderful yeah. job, yeah. She's so fun, exactly. Yeah, and she put it a great spread for us. Um, it's awesome, and it's always, always a bit of fun in there as well. So, yeah, it was a very heavy women orientated actually. Yeah, I got, love that about yeah.
1: what they're doing. Yeah, both spots. I mean, yeah, you're talking about two wonderful craft cocktail bars or just bars in general that have women GMs. That's yep. great. That's a really really yeah. great thing. And uh I think that again to you know to take that piece of it I really want to see more women in this game because it's kind of a boys club in a lot of ways. Yeah. You know, well, you
2: know uh, people say that and people there's just association. You know like whiskey's a man's drink. I, but you know you what know, uh, for our team William Grattensons here in Austin. Yeah. All women. That's awesome. Yeah. Who else is part of the team here in Texas? um so, do you know Beth Runnels would be my yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. district manager? Oh, and cool. And Carly Ward. Carly. Yeah. Our all our promos and stuff. Amazing. And she's our she's a marketing marketing genius behind it all.
1: Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, that's how I get to meet you guys pretty much. Through, exactly, yeah. Through Carly. So. Well, it's been lovely sipping the whiskey with you. And I'm excited. I mean, I, this is actually like an exciting whiskey for me this 12 year. This is something I need yeah. to have because it's perfect sipping. One cube. I think it's absolutely lovely. Absolutely, so, yeah. Thanks, Jen, for speaking with me. Appreciate it. Not at all. Thank you for having me. Well, there we have it: Irish Whiskey 101 with Jen Farrell of Tullamore Dew. We get to try an overproofed Irish whiskey. We get to try a 12-year. I mean, this stuff's great. It's really nutty, kind of fruity. Very, very prototypical example of great Irish whiskey. And it's great to see Jen traveling around so much. She's not very old, but she's so driven. Got her master's degree already. Kind of thrown into the world of spirits and doing such a great job. And I can't wait to work with her more and sip some more and tell them or do. So thanks, everybody, for listening to Show to V. I hope you enjoy the show. I hope that your friends are enjoying the show. Share the love. Spread the links to the show if you'd like. And hopefully, we'll keep doing this thing. So no matter if you're thinking about drinking a 55% ABV Irish whiskey, or going with a nice regular Tully Twelve. Please keep. Me.